Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. Well, even if you think of retention, why do I bother with retention? Well, I want retention because that's one way of getting growth because I'm I'm now, I've got a bucket, I'm putting lots of customers in and some of them are falling out the bottom. Well, actually, if I can mend the hole in the bottom and I carry on advertising and all the rest of it, then I'm going to grow my market. Changes like this, in my experience, seem to happen very slowly and then all of a sudden it's already happened so i think that oftentimes when we're looking forward on these things it seems like there's going to be some watershed moment where a switch is flipped and there's this massive leap forward for a lot of these technological changes i think that it's just these slow incremental changes that just pass us by if we're not trying to stay ahead of them and then now all of a sudden these systems are, are deeply implemented in a lot of places and we are still kind of waiting for them to catch on when they've already caught on. There's one thing which is measuring things, which is absolutely vital. What's more important is actually going away and doing things and improving that experience. And I think that's the area that needs the further focus. So, Ryan, here we sit at the beginning of uh, 2020. We never thought we'd make it this far, Colin, but here we are. We didn't. We didn't. But we're here. And I'm sitting here with my crystal ball. Oh, good. Yeah. And I'm looking into what do, what do we think that, what do I think is going to be happening this year? What's the key issues around this whole area of customer experience and everything else. So we're going to have a podcast on what do we think of the sort of the trends, what's going to be happening this year. Make sense? Yeah, I'm excited to hear. I am uniformly terrible at making predictions. This is a true story. I remember when my family first bought a microwave when I was a child and thinking as a young child, yeah, these things are never going to catch on. I'm uniformly bad at making predictions. So I'm excited to hear your predictions for the future, Colin. Can I just say that I knew you were going to say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? There you go. So some of these predictions are not just predictions. These are actually things. We actually did some research. Beyond Philosophy did some research at the last quarter of 2019 to try to help us sort of position ourselves correctly in the marketplace. So I'm actually going to share some of the results of those things as well. So more than just predictions, you know, some hard evidence of of what's happening and certainly with with the people that we've surveyed. I'm all in favor of hard evidence, but I feel like if you're making predictions, hard evidence is kind of cheating, Colin. <laughs> it's it's the cliff notes of predictions. Okay. All right. We can work with that. <laughs> so let me go back and start off by talking about probably the biggest thing that I think is is happening. And that is the maturity of customer experience as a topic. Before I started Beyond Philosophy, I started Beyond Philosophy in the year 2002. 
when I was deciding should I do this or not and you know is this a gamble that I wanted to take to uh, because nobody was talking about customer experience so is, is this a gamble I wanted to take with my career and all the rest of it I thought that customer experience like other topics would go up and down in, in importance you know go through the classic bell curve and and I thought yeah give it 10 years maybe you know it will be sort of in vogue for 10 years now it probably shows how good I am at predictions. <laughs> yeah, that was not a good story to tell at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> oh, don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, because here we sit 17 years later and life is, people are still talking about a customer experience. But the interesting thing for me is that I do see it maturing, okay? And I've said before, and, I, and, and, I've, and I've talked a bit about this in the past, what I'm seeing are a lot of people jumping onto the bandwagon. I also have to say some of the people who come to us for help, effectively when you ask, why are you doing this? Reading between the lines, the reason they're doing it is, and this is not by, by all means all, all organizations, but reading between the lines is actually they're doing it because other people are doing it. So it's effectively jumping on the, on the bandwagon. They were peer pressured into worrying about customer service? Well, organizations, it seems to be that everybody else is talking about customer experience and, and we are not doing it, therefore we need to do something. No, I mean, that, that was the reason I took up smoking. <laughs> But, you know, I, I agree. I, like, I think that ideas get trendy. You see a microcosm of this with, you know, new social media networks where, well, everybody else is on Instagram or whatever it is. So we need to be too without kind of examining, is it the right move for our brand or does it make sense for us or do we understand what we're doing? Yes. And how it manifests itself is they start, they may even recruit some people into a customer experience team. They may get consultants in like us to, to help them do things, but they're not really committed. Okay. And at the beginning of last year, so January 2019, there was two reports that came out that sort of really struck me, one from Nunwood and one from Forrester both of which were effectively saying that customer experience is stagnating. So despite all of this effort, despite you know it being the in vogue topic that everybody's doing and doing things about, despite the fact that people are investing money, resources into this, you know, they're not getting the return. Okay. So this leads me on to my first prediction. And my first prediction is this is the year where People, our CEOs, C-suite teams will start going, are we getting the benefit that we want out of this or not? So is it worth us employing 5, 10, 15 people looking at this? Is it worth the time, effort, commitment that we're putting into this? And what's the return? Does that make sense? Yeah. So things are going to kind of come to a head. We've we're done experimenting now from the C-suite perspective. Like it's it's time to really evaluate whether this is worthwhile. And I think it's, we've given them a fair crack of the whip. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So again, if I look at some of the results from the research that we've did, we've done some CX teams have been in place for some time. If you then turn around and say, well, tell me what the results are in hard numbers of how we're improving, that hasn't moved. Now, as I've talked about 
before. I think part of this is, and again, you, you see the results in some of the survey that we've done, is that there needs to be a recognition that you need to think differently to get different results. Classic Einstein quote, you know, the definition of madness is doing the same things and expecting a different result. I hope one of the reasons why our podcast is being so successful and we're seeing growth month on month on the number of downloads and everything else is because people are wanting to find out new things because you've absolutely got to start to to get the growth that the organization wants and the results the organization wants. You've got to start to look at the world from a different place and do different things rather than just focusing on doing the same things. Because if you do the same things, you're going to get the same results. And I think that's what's happening in in a lot of organizations. They're doing the same things. They're getting the same results. And that's not providing the growth that the board wants to justify the focus that they're putting on things. Does that make sense? So, I mean, it sounds like for at least some organizations, forming a CX team was kind of the solution instead of the first step in a larger cultural change that would actually change the customer experience. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Kind of an excuse not to change rather than a driver of change. Well, I think actually what it's been is that they don't realize what they're letting themselves in for. Yeah. 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 I was actually presenting down in Miami a couple of months ago and I was standing up in front of the C-suite team, CEO and and his team. And I said to them, look, I'll be totally honest with you. Don't engage us to help you if you're not committed to this because you're just going to waste your money. Mm -hmm. So it's not understanding the commitment and it's not understanding to use your point that this is a process of change and changing in the way that you think about things changing in the way that you understand things and fundamentally moving on so i think for me the issue is the rubber's hitting the road yeah and the ceos and the and the c-suite are going why are we doing this we're not getting the results if we don't get the results then we need to move on to something that does get us results. And therefore, I think that's going to really get to a head this year. It'll be fascinating to see if Nunwood Forrester come out with their survey again to see whether things have moved or not. Again, what we saw in the research was that the number one thing that organisations are focusing on is growth. Yeah, The number two thing that organisation is focusing on is retention. Okay. My sort of interpretation of that is you don't just improve your customer experience for a laugh. You do it because you want growth. Right. So the output that you want. Growth or retention or both. Yeah. Well, even if you think of retention, why do I bother with retention? Well, I want retention because that's one way of getting growth because I'm, I'm now, I've got a bucket. I'm putting lots of customers in and some of them are falling out the bottom. Well, actually, if I can mend the hole in the bottom and I carry on advertising and all the rest of it, then I'm going to grow my market. So the big issue is is one of, of growth. And even if, as many of the predictions are around about sort of recessions and all those other things, what's the organization going to be interested in? They're going to be interested in growth. That, I think, is going to be a big area as well. The other area that, and we I have no data for this one, But the other area that I really do believe that people are going to start to get into much more is this whole area of AI. 
so artificial intelligence. And we are, again, seeing AI starting to come in through chatbots and various other things. But as usual, it's being exaggerated or the term is being sort of misplaced to what AI for me is really about. But that, I think, over the next few years is going to have a massive impact on customer experience. We've talked about how that links with memory, and we're going to have a couple of guests that are going to appear on the podcast in 2020, because I think that the whole area of AI and how that could be used to predict and create a proactive experience is going to be large. Probably next year, 2020, is going to be the continued growth of this. This is going to be a trend for a long time now. Hi, this is Colin Shaw. If you'd like to find out more about how you can measure your customers' authentic emotions in the digital and the physical world, then please go to beyondphilosophy.com backslash contact. That's beyondphilosophy.com backslash contact. Changes like this, in my experience, seem to happen very slowly, and then all of a sudden, it's already happened. So I think that oftentimes when we're looking forward on these things, it seems like there's going to be some watershed moment where a switch is flipped and there's this massive leap forward. For a lot of these technological changes, I think that it's just these slow incremental changes that just pass us by if we're not trying to stay ahead of them. And then now all of a sudden, these systems are are deeply implemented in a lot of places, and we are still kind of waiting for them to catch on when they've already caught on. No, absolutely, absolutely. The other interesting area that, as we've seen the results of these things, and I've just been talking to people and sort of pulling all these bits together to start to think about what's happening next year, not just for the industry, but for, for, for Beyond Philosophy, is the whole area of measurement. So let me tell you a few sort of interesting things that I've, I've noticed about measurement over the last year or so. One is I'm a member of the CXPA, which is the Customer Experience Professional Association. Okay, so an association for customer experience professionals. What a surprise. That's some good branding. And they've got a discussion forum, and I like seeing what people are talking about. The interesting bit is the most conversations that tend to happen are about measurement. And the most people that are interacting in that forum are about measurement, okay? And I think there's three or four things that are happening here. And that has changed, so it, it hasn't always been that, or it's usually that, it's more of it. I've got no evidence one way or the other. My perception is that it's changed. Okay. This is all my perception. But my perception is that what is happening is, and I've said this many times before, that as customer experience matures and people want to jump on the bandwagon, what's happening is people are changing their job titles, Mm -hmm. but they're carrying on doing the same thing. Okay. An example in this area is people that are in what I would call market research or market insights or the insights team. In other words, the people that measure customer experience, yeah? And more of those people have changed their job title 
to talk about customer experience. More of those people are being given responsibility for it because I guess if you've got an insights team, it's potentially a natural place to give it. But the danger is it's people are interpreting customer experience as we need to measure the customer experience only. Now, let me stress, clearly you need to measure the customer experience. I'm not saying that that's not the right thing to do. But the danger is it sort of shifted, if you like, towards just being about measurement. I'm exaggerating to to make a point. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. That makes a lot of sense. And I guess the danger from a sort of, so what does that mean from a, a prediction perspective? The issue for me is that, again, it goes back to what we've been talking about in terms of importance of gaining growth, importance of getting results. There's one thing which is measuring things, which is absolutely vital. What's more important is actually going away and doing things and improving that experience. And I think that's the area that needs the further focus. But interestingly, when we asked in the survey the importance of measurement, it actually came low. Okay, so when compared to things like growth, retention, even interestingly, things like digital transformation, which clearly was a big buzzword phrase, action for 2019, 2018, 2019, um, you know, the, the focus on organizations on those things, again, has declined and is now low, which was, I have to say, a surprise. Yeah. The last thing that I want to talk about, and again, an area that I think is going to grow, and again, the evidence from the survey is this, and this ties into us, believe it or not, right? How about that? And this is just the the desire of people to want to understand more, okay? So I hope that people are listening to this podcast because they find this interesting, the topic's interesting, and moreover, we're giving you some practical advice of what you want to do. What actually came out in the survey, it really supports that. So the vast majority of people that we surveyed and by the way, this was, um, this was yes, we surveyed our, our database, but we also put it out on social media and, and got an even amount, so it's not about the source of the data. But people wanting to understand about customer behavior and sort of loyalty behavior was, again, by far the key issue. Coming in as a third part, was how to create ROI, which again, I think talks to all the things that we've been talking about. So when you're asking people, what is it you want to learn about? What's of interest to you? It's absolutely, the people are making that leap now to, we've got to understand customer behavior at a much deeper level. And maybe, I know we recorded a a podcast on confirmation bias a little while ago. Maybe this is me just confirmation biasing. How that's tied to creating ROI was the third thing that they wanted to understand. So how do we actually go away and get that link to ROI? Well, I mean, that that insight, that prediction makes me very happy. I, I don't know that you would use exactly the same terms, but combining what you said about measurement with what you said about people's desire to learn more, it my interpretation is that there's, you know, kind of more of a focus on theory, maybe, in that people are, you know, you can measure something without really understanding what it means or what you can do to improve it. You can just use those results to to beat some heads and say, this should be better. If we want to understand things, though, if we want to 
develop a strategy for making things better, you really need a theory. You need to understand why people are having the experiences that they are. I think that's what we try to do on this podcast is to try to, to dig into that a little bit. So I hope you're right. I hope that people are getting more into understanding the fundamentals of human behavior. Yeah, and I think that the interesting bit is if you start to tie these things together, I think what it says is that, I go back to what I said at the beginning, this is a year where people are going to start to go, is this worth it or not? Are we getting the results or not? And if we're not, why are we bothering? Yeah, Because there are absolutely competing demands for those resources. And therefore, for me, tied into that, therefore is going you got to look at the world differently. And that's about, therefore, understanding much more and looking at the world differently from a, from a behavioral perspective. And how does that tie into ROI? So I hope that the listeners listening to this podcast are the people that are ahead of the game. And certainly the information we're giving people and how this can apply will help. So I hope that's been of of use. Any sort of key takeouts, Ryan, from an independent viewpoint or your take from my wafflings and anything like that? I believe it was the great Yogi Berra who said uh, predictions are hard, especially about the future. And so I think you did a, <laughs> I think you did a great job with that. We, we will look to see. Regardless of how accurate they end up being, I, I think we can be pretty confident they would be more accurate than my predictions about the future. I'm still waiting for the microwave oven to flop because I don't think that it's got a market. <laughs> no, absolutely. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you've got any questions, if you've got any comments on anything that we're saying, you want to debate it, then please just reach out to us. Uh, you can do that by just dropping us an email at contact at beyondphilosophy.com. That's contact at beyondphilosophy.com or by going on to our website at beyondphilosophy.com. So thanks very much and we look forward to talking to you next week. Cheers. This has been The Intuitive Customer with Colin Shaw and Professor Ryan Hamilton. But it doesn't end here. Just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast to find all of our shows, access free tools and resources, and subscribe, won't you? That way you'll never miss a show. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast. And we'll talk with you next time on The Intuitive Customer. <laughs>